This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. Welcome to Podcast, produced by students in the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media program at Durham College. You're listening to In Context, local news and worldwide happenings, right here, right now. Welcome to this special edition of In Context. I'm your host, Richard Evans. On today's show, we'll take a look at one of the more serious byproducts of the COVID lockdown, and I'll be joined live on the phone with one of the many frontline healthcare professionals working within the nursing home system here in Ontario. COVID continues to rage. Trudeau, Ford, and our venerable healthcare officials continue to reassure and we find as much as we can do inside the confines of our homes. And what are we doing more than ever before? Drinking. The LCBO has reported that sales during COVID are at a level way above what liquor store officials are calling average. And most agree that until the lockdown's lifted, that trend will continue. Many are applauding the province for allowing beer and liquor stores to remain open during the lockdown, while others see it as a means of sanctioned enabling. Regardless of how you see it, drinking is on the rise, and hot on its heels will be a whole new wave of health issues, and that's just what we don't need right now. The real problem, according to critics, began this past December when the LCBO partnered with Winnipeg-based Skip the Dishes, which offers food delivery services to most Canadian cities. Having booze delivered to your front door was far more appealing than lining up in some cases for hours in the cold outside your local store, risking frostbite and ultimately COVID infection. The problem being that there were few viable choices for Ontarians. The LCBO has been under fire for many years amongst those who feel that it's cornered the hard liquor market, with a fairly significant reprieve when beer and wine became available in supermarkets. No matter what your beverage of choice, we're getting a whole lot more of it than ever before. Up next, I'm live on the phone with one of our province's many frontline heroes. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the program. Joining me on the phone is Lynn House. Lynn is an intake coordinator for a Whitby long-term care facility right out there on the front lines responsible for safely bringing her clients into long-term care in a time when there is nothing but uncertainty. Lynn, thank you for joining me today. It's my pleasure, Richard. Lynn, you've just received your first vaccine dose. Congratulations on that. You must be feeling like there's a little bit of light at the end of this tunnel. I really do, Richard, and I'm so proud to be among the first to get this thing so that we can really begin the work of properly protecting, well, everyone, but especially the elderly, like the great folks that I work with. Nursing homes similar to yours have been ravaged right across the country, as you know. Thankfully, long-term care in Whitby is not among them. What's the mood amongst your residents and their families these days, Lynn? Cautious optimism. We've been all been battling this thing together, and I really think that we can beat it if we stay the course. You know, common sense and sacrifice. We'll, we'll come out on top. Very good to hear. One more thing before we wrap up. What are you saying to the families with loved ones who need your services? What's the message? The message is, well, we will do everything in our power to keep you safe here. You are cared for here. You are valued here. This is our pledge and it is what we stand by. It's just that simple. Lynn, I won't keep you. You've been most gracious. Lynn House, Intake Coordinator, Whitby Long-Term Care. Thank you for taking the time to speak to me today and continued success. It's my pleasure, Richard. Stay well. If you're just joining us, that was Lynn House, Intake Coordinator for Whitby Long-Term Care. We certainly wish 
her and all the residents of these establishments that have been hit so hard all the very best in the future. That's all the time I have for this episode. Thank you for joining me. This has been In Context, and I'm your host, Richard Evans. Be safe and stay healthy. We'll see you next time. You are listening to podcasts produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media Program at Durham College. Hey, this is Erica Carson. Welcome to my show, Let's Talk. And on today's show, I'm going to talk to you all about the K-pop supergroup that has taken over the world, and that is BTS. Within the past couple of years, I'm sure you've started to notice BTS making appearances on award shows and late night TV, but BTS has actually been around for longer than you might be aware of. So let's take it back to June 13th, 2013, where the group made their debut. From their debut album, the track No More Dream tackled themes like being a little bit rebellious and looking outside of traditional routine to achieve your own dreams. Over the next couple years, BTS released more albums with a heavier influence of hip-hop and they continued to grow their fanbase while winning multiple awards such as New Artist of the Year from 2013 to 2015. Now in 2016, we entered a new era of BTS and the group continued with their youthful and positive messages while also adding a little bit more of a light-toned pop beat to their sound when they released their album, The Most Beautiful Moment in Life, Young Forever. The title track off of this album, I Need You, actually won them their first album of the year award as well as artist of the year. You could say this was like the breakthrough moment for BTS and they started to get recognized internationally and their tours grew from arenas to stadiums all around the world. With their most recent tour, they sold out stadiums within minutes, including two nights at the historic Wembley Stadium, which I actually got to attend and it was the most surreal experience of my life. Over the past few years, BTS has definitely made their mark in North America, winning countless awards, performing and presenting at award shows such as the AMAs and the Billboard Music Awards. Now moving into 2020, it was a rough year for the music industry and many artists had to cancel or postpone their tours, BTS included. However, they did not let this pandemic break them and they had one of the most successful years yet with two album releases, a Grammy nomination, several Billboard Hot 100s, and record-breaking album sales. After releasing their first all-English song, Dynamite, BTS are now the first Korean group to be nominated for a Grammy and achieve number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Shortly after that achievement, in November, BTS released their new album, B, and the title track, Life Goes On, became their second song to reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100, and it became the first Korean song to achieve this, which just went to show that music is a universal language. Now, I've been a fan of many artists through the years, but when it comes to BTS, it's something that I just can't explain. The support that they have for their fans, as well as the fans have for them, is something I've never experienced before. They're always showing their appreciation through social media, performances, sit-down live streams, and their fan base, which is known as ARMY, also get to experience BTS in a more candid filming environment with their variety shows that they have, such as Run BTS, and my personal favorite, which is their travel series, Summer Package and Bon Voyage. So as you just heard, BTS has come a long way since their debut in 2013, and I highly recommend that you check them out. I was introduced to them by a friend when she showed me their dance practice videos on YouTube, and being a dancer myself, I was intrigued to learn more about them from that point on. I started listening to their music, and honestly, I was hooked from the very first song. Their music has provided me with a source of happiness, and all the content that they put out there for their army. It's just a great escape from the world that we live in, especially during this time right now. So if you're looking for something new and exciting to get into, please check out BTS. I guarantee you will not regret it. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk with Erica Carson. I'll see you next time. And if you want to follow me on my social media, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Erica Carson. You are listening to podcasts produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media Program at Durham College.
Hey -o. this is PJ Share with Random Vibes, a show where we like to have fun and spread positivity. Coming up today, a look back at 2020 and the good that actually happened during that hectic year that's luckily over. Yeah, I am glad that year is finally over. It just seems like anything that could have went wrong just somehow went wrong. But luckily, uh, there's some good that has come out of that year, surprisingly enough. Like, literally, I found a website just dedicated to good news, and they have, like, a top 100 good things that have happened during 2020, so at least some other people are focusing on it. But yeah, so, coming up, PJ's Party of Positivity. So, let's see what has happened. Starting off with a quick little science one. As Earth's ozone layer continues to repair itself, scientists happily report good news on global wind trends. Long story short, due to a Montreal rule that bans uh, chemicals that hurt the ozone layer, it has been repairing, and also with us being in quarantine, it's been getting better each day. So yeah, I feel that's like a good positive story to start out on, because, you know, the world's repairing itself, and that's great to hear. Next up, uh, something surfy. Yeah, it's weird, but you'll get it. And what I mean by surfy is, two surfers save a starving cold dog from Sea Cave after it had been missing for three months. Zach Regan and Maddie Johnson on August 1st decided to go on an overnight adventure on Vancouver Island where they were planning to go surfing and fishing. Next thing you know, they luckily rescued a dog. Aww. The dog, Stella, was luckily carried in their boat, and they snuggled her in a bag to keep her warm. And then they began to search for the dog's owner. And the reason the dog was lost, the owners went on a trip, but sadly they got separated from their dog. Next thing you know, these surfers found the dog and reunited the, the dog with the owner. But yeah, that's a very cute story, and who doesn't love a good old-fashioned rescue story with a cute dog? Next up, love during quarantine. Well, the beginning of quarantine. Trust me, the story is really cute. So this story takes place at, like, essentially the beginning of, like, the first lockdown during the whole pandemic. And, uh, yeah, it's very cute. Uh, Jeremy Cohen was, is a New Yorker who was, you know, trapped inside, got really bored. And he spotted his neighbor across, like, the way. And he's like, yo, she's really cute. And he puts his number on a drone, flies it over her, gives it to her. Next thing you know, they're texting, talking flirting Ooh. i told her she looks beautiful you look beautiful so we got on facetime and ate our matching organic microwavable dinners together and next thing you know they're now dating and you can find like cute videos of line of his whole adventure like flying the drone over talking with her there's even a cute video where he like brings her flowers but he's in like one of those giant bubbles and, like, some cops come by, and they're like, yo, we saw you on the news, and, like, your TikToks, and they get a photo of him. But, yeah, loving the time of quarantine. It's so adorable. I just love this story. But, yeah, look online for Jeremy Cohen if you want to see, like, the whole journey. But, yeah, thanks for listening to Random Vibes, where we just talk about whatever. And, most importantly, have fun and just spread positivity. So, hopefully, these stories have helped uh, brighten up the day a little more. That's Random Vibes. I'm PJ Share. Take care and see you next time. Thanks for listening to podcasts produced by the Broadcasting for Radio and Contemporary Media Program at Durham College. Do you have an idea or a podcast to share? Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 1059 The Region.
You're listening to the Millennial Balance Podcast, brought to you by 105.9 The Region. I'm Shaliza Backus. I'm Afwaba. What's every... What, what, every time! Every time Afwa, I start off an episode... Afwa doesn't really? know her name. <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? Let's just go back to grammar class. It's not three. like Afwa is our news anchor or anything. Not like she says her name 50 <laughs> times a day. Alter egos at this point. <laughs> Okay, so there's a oh. newsroom Afwa, and yes. then there's a millennial balance Afwa. Yes, and they're two okay. completely different people. And this person is wanting to do the Buss It Challenge. <laughs> hey, hey. Right now, we're trying to keep it cool for the kids and everything. You know, you it's know? Saturday morning. It's Saturday morning. It's too early for this. Mommy, what's OnlyFans? We don't want that question. <laughs> we want, you know. You just <laughs> put the question in their heads, though. <gasps> don't let me babysit your kids, people. <laughs> Throwing it out there. Don't let me babysit your kids. Look what you did. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. January is almost over. I know. Isn't it crazy? It it feels like it's been such a long month, but at the same time, it went by so quickly. You are so right. I feel like the weekends come pretty quickly, and then I'll I'll blink, and then the week is here. I would have to say, January has been the longest three months. It has been. And (laughs) it always seems to go that way. Like, every year, it's like January just drags on. Mm -hmm. But the the last 12 months have completely dragged on, to be honest. It absolutely has. And so... Hoping that okay, January's done, February, move it along, March, keep it going, and yep. then we'll just get to the you know, the warmer months and then we can then slow it down. Just maybe we can go outside. Fingers crossed. But for now, stay home. See, you're me today. See, <laughs> yes. we reverse roles. I'm the one who was saying stay home all the time. Since we've been staying home throughout this whole pandemic, a lot of people have been having a lot of time on their hands, uh, you know, scrolling on their socials. Mm-hmm. Um, My screen time is definitely way up there now. You go. I think mine too. I think I've found a new love for Twitter. Everyone's like, Twitter? Everyone's on Instagram. And listen, I. Twitter's great. It, yes, I do love Twitter for, you know, trying to find the latest news stories and mm-hmm. trying to find the threads. I will admit, it's taking me some time to fall in love love with the other socials that are more popular amongst our age category i.e. Instagram and the new TikTok if you will mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have heard and I have seen too that a lot of other posts they you know they gain more traction than others and I yes. don't know why. <laughs> well we have an expert who's going to talk to us all about this. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline Chung, welcome to Millennial Balance. Hi. Hey thanks for joining us. All right so Jacqueline I, I said this to you before your Instagram feed is lit. Jacqueline, you are, you live right here in York Region. You are a local internet sensation and you've turned your lifestyle into a blog, really, on your Instagram. Is that what you would call it? Um, yeah, I would call it like a personal blog. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't do it full time. It's just sort of for fun, but it kind of just snowballed into something bigger, I guess. <laughs> okay, so how'd you start out then? Um, I think like anybody else, I just posted you know, stuff about my life, what I do on a daily basis, outfits that I like to share. And then I guess people kept DMing me about things like, where'd you get that? Where'd you get this? And that's how it all started. And here we are. Yeah, here we are. (laughs) And how at one point, like at what point did you find out or figure out that you had become an influencer? I think the turning point was definitely when companies started reaching out to me and asked if you know, I wanted to share their product or if they could uh, give me some compensation to to promote their products. I think that was a really um, the big turning point. Prior to that, I was sort of just doing it for fun and sharing, you know, things that I like with my friends. Hobby <laughs> turned into a profit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's cool with that. <laughs> Get it, girl. <laughs> I didn't say, hey, like, I want to start doing influencing. Like, I, that never came across my mind till the point where companies reached out. 
And I think at the end of 2019, that's when I decided, okay, you know what, I'm going to start taking this seriously. I changed my account into a business account and I started posting more consistently. Okay. So on that note, what would you advise someone to do if they did want to venture into it and how do they build that following and how do they get that reach and have their posts reach so many people? I think the first step is to just go for it. I think a lot of people are scared to from what I'm reading online. <laughs> um, people talk about it all the time like, hey, I want to do influencing. I don't know how to start. But I think really it's just posting something. Um, and I think being consistent with your post and finding a niche that you're really passionate about. And there's so many niches out there. Like I had no clue what I liked doing. I liked everything. Initially it was lifestyle. And then I wanted to dabble into fashion and then into food. But I think sticking to one or two things and um, being consistent with your posting, people will start noticing you. Another important thing is to engage with your uh, your followers, anyone who comments or likes, you should engage with them as well so that they feel that you're um, part of the community. And then also then too, how do you sort of, like how much time do you basically spend on your brand of influencing? How much time does it take into your normal day? Let's say if somebody wants to do this on a part-time basis, can they? Or is this something that has to really take a lot of one's time? Definitely, it can be done part-time. I have a full-time job. Like I work nine to five. So this is something I do in the evenings or on the weekends. You definitely don't need to do this full-time when you're starting out. But I think once you reach a certain point, I know a lot of people have quit their jobs to to do social media full-time. You know, everyone that tries to go on social media and trying to get viral mm-hmm. and trying to do almost anything, anything crazy. Literally no, anything. Crazy challenges out uh, there. <laughs> Are you for or against uh, those viral things? And then how do you get to your, your post to go viral? Honestly, um, I feel like those viral videos are... <laughs> They're kind of like one-hit wonders. Mm-hmm. I think if you really want to, it depends what avenue you want to go to, but if you want to, want to be like an influencer, don't, uh, how do I put this? I feel like you should do things that you're passionate about and not just, hey, what should I do to make this video blow up? Mm-hmm. I feel like those are one-time hits and there's no following for that, right. <laughs> if so, you know what I mean. So do you think that you don't really gain followers from like one video that blows up. Like, don't you think a lot of people visit your page once your video blows up and maybe they'll hit that follow button? Yes and no. I think it really depends on the video okay. or post that you make. Like if you go on TikTok, for example, like those like funny videos that you do, if you just have one video mm-hmm. that you that you post and you get a lot of clicks, you got a lot of follows, but you never post again, those followers will, will become dead followers. Mm-hmm. But if you're consistent with your posting and you're always posting funny things or you're always posting, you know, things about your outfit, then you're consistently going to have an engaging community and those people are going to stay and want to follow you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just continue to follow along with your journey. Right. Exactly. So I guess I guess you could say that not giving into the trends is a social media no, no. If you want to build your following, what would you say is a do? Uh, Of course, you already mentioned, you know, continuously posting and being consistent but are there any other tips you have i would say that you you should definitely post what people want to see as well Mm -hmm. Uh, but don't go don't deviate from your your niche right yeah stay true to yourself so if i wanted to build an instagram page that was just like me eating hot sauce oh boy (laughs) would that eating hot sauce yes she's like did i hear you right yes you did girl um (laughs) eating hot sauce and eating different types of hot sauce and just like a random picture and hot sauce do you think i could gain a following in that a hundred percent you could thank you shaliza see 
Vindicated. Jacqueline's an enabler. Think of all the food you could put hot sauce on. I love hot sauce. <laughs> think of all, all the food oh, that you no. could eat, all the you know, pairings you could make, do videos yourself eating hot sauce. There's so many things you can do with that. F was like salivating right now and she's crying. There's like tears of joy <laughs> in like her eyes. The you light up my life song in the yeah. background. Like, finally, yeah. somebody who understands. Oh, no. Okay. Now that we've given Afwa the go ahead to start her hot sauce page, <laughs> what do you think is the best platform to do that? What do you think are the top platforms right now if you want to gain a following and if you want to be social media famous? So, in my opinion, Obviously, Instagram and TikTok are are blowing up right now. Mm-hmm. You should definitely have both platforms going with content on both because they kind of feed off of each other. And make sure that your your accounts are connected. So on TikTok, you have the option to add your Instagram account. So if people see you on TikTok and they're like, okay, I want to check out this girl's Instagram, they could do that. Likewise, with Instagram, you can put in your bio your TikTok handle and they can check you out there. So you kind of get uh, followers from both accounts. Mm-hmm. Instagram and TikTok. So Facebook is a is a no no. <laughs> I keep hearing Facebook uh, is a no no. No no. I wouldn't say that because Facebook. If you want to run ads or even have a Facebook page, you could definitely have a Facebook page, and it'll be linked to your Instagram. Any of the demographics that are using Facebook can now be driven over to your Instagram page. So then on that note too, when you start your page and you have your niche and you're sort of putting posts up, is it a good or bad thing to promote those posts? I mean, like paying to have those posts being promoted. And then is it a faux pas to sort of pay for followers to like basically follow your page? Okay, so for the uh, the one that's paying or to promote your post, I don't feel that it's necessary at the very beginning, unless you're promoting a product or a company reaches out to you and wants you to promote something with compensation, then you have the option to promote the product. Then you can increase your, I call it insights. Like you can see your insights and that company will be able to see how well you're doing. So I I don't think it's a bad thing to promote your Instagram or TikTok posts, but for buying followers, that's definitely a (laughs) no-no. Okay. (laughs) I'll do it the traditional way and just stand outside and be like, can you follow me? Can you follow me? Can you follow me? <laughs> Will you be my yeah. friend? So I would never recommend buying likes or, or followers because the algorithm on Instagram, apparently it can track, you know, fake followers. Right. And that will lower your engagement. Oh. Good to know. Okay. See, we learn something every yeah. day. So do it the right way. Just keep creating content and the followers will come. The real people, not the bots, the real people. Yes. Will come building yes. it organically as we should do everything. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Start your hot sauce page. I will follow you. You got your first <laughs> follower, and I didn't have to put a post on you. You didn't have to pay for her or anything. <laughs> okay, I have ideas. Um, and then finally, can anyone be an influencer? I know. I mean, influencers is kind of a millennial quote unquote thing, mm-hmm. but can it go past that age group? Of course, it can. There are so many mom bloggers out there, and there are so many um, people older generation um, doing. I follow people who are doing fashion, um, and they're not millennials. <laughs> okay. So I think anybody at any age can start, and yeah. Okay, there you go. Free space, everyone. Doesn't have to necessarily be a millennial thing. Mm-hmm. Find that niche, build your uh, following organically, and you could be well on your way. Just like Jacqueline. Now, Jacqueline, if uh, people want some more information or they want to see how lit your posts really are, <laughs> what's your handle and where can we find you? 
Uh, my handle is my name. It's Jacqueline Chung on Instagram. And I also have TikTok under the same handle. Woohoo. See, connected. See, yeah. so also, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, do you think it's a good idea to have the same username across all platforms so that it's easier for people to find you? Uh, I would say yes. To be consistent. So we're all about consistency. Simple and sweet. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much for your time, Jacqueline. Thank you for the insight. I know that our generation, sometimes we get confused. We get lost in this kind of like great. Social media world. Yes, because I feel sometimes it feels like we're too old. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it feels like we're not old enough. So we don't really know (laughs) where we fit. So do it the right way. I mean, you'll find your, you can find your space. There's, I think there's enough social media space for everybody. Yes. Just don't try and go viral. That's, Jacqueline said it. Don't try and just go viral for the sake of doing it. No bus challenge. Hey, (laughs) again, G, G rated show. I'm just saying. (laughs) Thank you, Jacqueline. No problem. Thank you for having me. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.